What's up? Welcome back to the Bossy Beauty Podcast. My name is Terry Willingham, and today this is going to be part two of how you can follow up like a pro if you hate sales, if you never know what to say, if you feel like you come across as weak, this is the part for you. Okay, so if I highly encourage you that if you haven't checked out part one, you need to listen to it because this is really a continuation on of that. And so that's going to give you some strong language that you can use when you first start out the follow-up. You have, with what I'm teaching, you have already done your prospecting. You've already sent them to a tool. And now you are following up. Part one was the first part of that. And this is the second part where we're going to get into objections. When you first prospected people, you 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 basically talked about three things. You you one of the things you want to say right off the bat is so why are you looking for a change to add an income to do something different or whatever? Tell me what's going on. And then you hush and you listen to what they say and you write it all down, right? Okay, good. And then the next thing you do is you, you want to find out what their urgency is. So you ask them, okay, so, you know, is this like a, a sooner thing or a later thing? Is this a later thing or a sooner thing? Because, you know, if they're, if there's, if there's somebody who says, well, it's, it's something I got to make happen right now, you know, they're a hot prospect. There's some urgency there. They need to make something happen. If there's somebody who goes, eh, you know, I don't know, I, it doesn't have to be right today, you know, then I'm just kind of looking around. Then you know they're not near as serious. They're not going to, you don't want to give them as much of your time because you want to work with those hot prospects who are ready to go, right? And, and you still want to talk to these other people, but they're kind of on the back burner kind of people. So um, you want to work with the hot prospects right off the bat. You want to jump in there and get with them. And then you might also ask them, hey, have you ever been an entrepreneur before? You ever done network marketing before? Ever worked from home before? At, find out and then ask them, you know, how'd that go? What was that like for you? Because, you know, literally, when you're a strong leader, it's an interview process. Because you want to find out who's really worthy of your time. So, so you're, you're asking them these questions. And then, you know, a lot of times, they, a lot of people will say something like, yeah, but it was not a good experience. Like, I had a crappy leader or, you know, I got scammed. And when you get to really digging, a lot of times you find out is that somebody signed up and they just, they didn't put the work in. I mean, so many people think, if I sign up, these Cash sales just got start rolling down because I joined XYZ company, and that's everybody knows who's been in this game at all knows that's not how it works. It's just it doesn't go that way. So, um, so you, now we're going to talk about we, we, what I want to talk about today is the objections, the excuses that you're going to get as you go into this. Because I don't know if you ever thought about this, but um, when you were have been prospected into things, what was the objection or excuse you had? Think about that because a lot of times what you're going to get is the exact same thing. It's, it's the same thing that you you gave people. You're going to draw that same kind of stuff to you. So that's just something to kind of put in your pipe and smoke <laughs> while you're thinking about it. It's just kind of something for you to be thinking about. And so um, I want you to understand that when you ask someone to make a decision, it's not pushy. It's not manipulative. It's not gross. It's not salesy to, to ask them these questions because you're going to help them make a decision. There is nothing gross about asking people that because really too, what, what's your job? You're, you're, you're going to understand their problem as they tell you when you prospect them, you're going to offer your solution, which is your tool thing, whatever you send them to look at, explore, learn about whatever. And then now this part that I'm, I'm leading you through is how to help them make the decision that's right for them based on you giving the information that would help with their problem, their issue. 
you're going to help them make the decision. Okay? So, what at this point, you might want to say something like, okay, well, I want you to give me your top two questions you have. I want to get those answered first, right off the bat. Um, and if you're thinking, oh, crap, I hate this part because I'm, I'm always terrified they're asking about the products and I'm kind of new. I don't know much about the products. This just terrifies me. I don't want to do it. Then, then I got good news for you. Sometimes it's a real bonus to not know as much about the products as a lot of people know. Sometimes it's actually better for you because some of us who know all the features of our products and all the great things about it have a tendency to really yak on about it and just basically give verbal diarrhea over it and just blah, 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 blah. And those of you that don't know quite as much, it's actually a little bit better. Well, I know it does this and I know it does that because we always want to be talking about the benefits, but some of us know way too much about the features. So don't think that disqualifies you if you're new and you maybe you don't know everything. Sometimes that's actually to your advantage advantage okay so you they ask you your questions your whatever they are and after you've answered them here's where you want to test the waters a little bit okay you're going to find out kind of where they're sitting at this point you can ask them a question like okay so you ready to get started or um are you ready to move forward or even something like which level do you think you might want to start with um and, and another good one you could even say is you know this seems like a good fit for you what do you think and then you're going to see what they say. Now, I will need you to understand that objections are normal. Everybody gets objections. Sometimes it's not even um, a no. It's the person's way of working their way through. That's their process to getting to their decision themselves. Sometimes they have to get an objection as they start to process through. It's just, just the way their brain operates. And the thing you really need to understand is the objection is not about you and it's not about your products. Never. It's about whatever they got that they got to work through, whatever is going on with them. That's where the objection lies. It's never you, and it's never your product. product. So let me give you um, a, a list. Here's a little list of things that you're going to roll through each time. Now, the first one is, as you're, they're giving you the objections, you're going to acknowledge whatever their issue is. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to ask permission. After they've, you've, you've acknowledged it, you're going to ask permission to just you know brainstorm some ideas, hash it out with them, some ways that you can move forward with it, and then... After that, if they're still hung up, you're going to ask them, well, frankly, Susie, if, if, um, if you keep doing what you're doing, do you ever see yourself leaving the rock quarry? I mean, that's, that's number three comes up when the first two, when you get hung up and you need to take that third step. You won't always need to take it, but sometimes you do. So let me run through a couple of good examples of these for you. For instance, if someone gives you, a lot of times you get the spouse excuse. You know, I got to ask my husband or whatever. And, and, you know, there's lots of reasons why people feel like they need to go talk to their spouse. Maybe, maybe they don't like to make decisions. Maybe they don't handle the money. Maybe they have a super controlling spouse. Maybe they're just not confident. Maybe they screwed up before, so they're worried they're going to screw up again. You know, who knows? But the thing you want to do when they say, well, I've got to go talk to my, my husband, my spouse, whatever, you want to acknowledge it. Say, totally respect that. You know, I, I get it because I respect my husband's opinions too. But, and then here's where you ask for permission. You say, is it okay with you if we explore some ways how we might be able to move forward? And then you can say, ask him things like, well, do you think he wouldn't be supportive of you? Or do you think he'll have a problem with you working from home? Or do you think he doesn't like this particular thing or whatever? You know, you can just, you can work through those things. Now, be the pro. Here's a pro tip for you. There's a big difference in asking permission and being supportive. Kids, little kids, they ask permission. Spouses ask for support. Let me tell you how that would sound. If I was going to my husband 
I would say, hold on, I have to pause for station identification and make this phone quit ringing because I'm doing this at home and isn't it wonderful how things sometimes mess up. Let me give you an example of how I would handle this if I was talking to my husband, Joe. I would say, um, you know, Joe, I've really been looking for a way to get out of that four-hour drive to Fort Worth to work every week, and I think I might have found something that could work. I'd really like to know, can I count on your support? Versus saying, Joe, can I do this? Do you see the difference? Do you see how weak that is to say, can I do this? Versus, hey, I think I found something. I think I can make this work. Will you support me? That's a big difference. And you need to, as this person that you're going to be leading and, and teaching and coaching to be better, you need to show them how to do that. You need to show them this is what a strong person does, and this is how it's handled in a business world. This is the way we make decisions. So that is just a bonus that you, it's a gift you're giving them if you teach them how to do that. All right? Suppose you get the objection, um, and you know, I don't have the money. We get that one as much as anything, right? So... First thing you're going to do is you're going to acknowledge, you know what? I get it. I've been there. I totally understand. Then you're going to ask permission. If it's okay with you, would it be all right if if we kind of talk this through? Um, and let me ask you this. If it wasn't for the money, would you be joining or is there something else that might make you hesitate? Now, if they say, yeah, it's just the money. I just I don't get paid until Friday or I got to wait for that bonus that's coming in the month. Then right then and there, you say, great. Totally can get on board with that. Let's book that call. Let's, let me get my calendar out right here. I'm going to put you on it. I'm going to get back with you that day. We're going to meet up. We're going to get on the phone, whatever. We're going to get you signed up that day when you got the money. Go ahead and book that and show them. Okay, great. You're in the game. I'm ready to go with you. But if they say no, um, it, that's not really all of it. There's this other thing that's kind of, I got to think about it for a little bit. I'm just not sure yet, blah, blah, blah. That's when you pull in that number three on our suggestion list of the things to go through the steps. That number three step where you say, well, let me ask you, Susie, if you keep doing what you're doing, are you ever going to be able to leave the rock quarry? Are you ever going to get out of your mother-in-law's house? Are you ever going to get to travel with your husband like you dreamed of if you just keep doing what you're doing? You know, I get it. These are strong questions, but they're, they're powerful, they're strong, but you know what? They really need to be powerful and strong because you're showing people that you're the powerful, strong leader. Remember, remember what I told you in part one. You are, you're, you're totally attached to getting them where they want to go, to their goals. You're attached to helping them make a decision. You are not attached to if it's yes or no. But you are attached to helping them. And by asking these strong questions, you're showing, look, I am said serious. I know what you want. You told me. Now, let me ask you this. And so, you're you're showing that you are someone who can help them. A weak, mamby-pamby leader would never ask these questions and never be able to get them there. So, if you if after this point, you've, you've gone through all these steps, and you're now you're to the point where they're just kind of saying, um, you know, I, I don't know. I still I just don't know. I, you know, they're still hem-hawing around. You know, at this point, you, you, got, you got to really grab hold of your strength and you got to say okay well you know i'm just not sure that that we're going to be a match to work together what do you think and then you shush you hush just like in part one those points i told you about where you you get quiet you don't say anything you let them talk you you don't say anything else and you make them do you answer you make them talk and if they say you know i agree then you know what that's a no 
And that's what you wanted. You wanted a decision. It's a no. Fine. You can go on and find you a better person. You can find you a new rock star. You can just thank them for their time. Say, okay, it was great to visit with you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again soon. Bye. And you go on about your way. But if they say, well, no, 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 wait a minute. I don't mean that. Then, then, you know, if they say, I'm still kind of thinking about it or whatever, then you say, Okay, well, you know, it sounds like you really want to get get going, like you want to join. So let's go because I really want to get you onboarded. I want to get you started. I want to get your launch off. I want to get your, you in the first step of our this or get you started on our that or whatever whatever your particular team has. And let's do it. Let's get going. This is where you need to give them that little nudge because they're kind of wanting somebody to give them almost permission to do it. This is your chance. Step it up. Give it to them. All right? So uh, to sum it up, basically... You, the, the thing you do is you acknowledge whatever their objection is. You ask permission to brainstorm, explore ideas, ways to move forward around it. And then if you have to, you ask them, if you keep doing what you're doing, is it going to get you out of that, you know, rock quarry, digging ditches, mother-in-law's house, whatever their thing is. That's that you pull out the number three because you want to be the person who's asking the strong, powerful questions because you're showcasing yourself and you're selling yourself as the strong, powerful leader. All right. I hope that helped you. I hope my dog snoring in the background didn't bother y'all too bad. If you can hear him. Hear that? That's him. All right. His name is Rexy and he's a big brown lab and I love him dearly. (laughs) Till then, till next time, y'all have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Go out there and crush it. Talk to you soon. Bye.